0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Lift As We Climb podcast with me, Kaylin Grace Apple. While we strive to achieve success, we must always remember to lift as we climb. In today's episode, I interviewed Kelly Davis, the founder of Running International and recent graduate from the Masters in Journalism program at Columbia University. I met her during an Intro to African History course at UCLA and was inspired by her nonprofit work and aspirations of becoming a broadcast journalist. During this interview, we discussed her inspiration for her work, her life growing up as a Kenyan American, her career pivot during college, as well as her thoughts and experiences living through this moment of social and political upheaval. I had originally planned on having this podcast air in a few weeks, but felt that it was pertinent to current discussions involving racial justice and Black Lives Matter, so I felt that it would be best to have it air this week instead. I hope that you guys enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it with her. From the moment we met in class two years ago, I knew that she would be a constant influence of light and optimism for me and anyone she comes in contact with, so I hope that you guys all enjoy hearing her story, and without further ado, we're going to go ahead and get into it. Before we get into the episode, I also want to highlight the reviewer of the week. I'm going to be taking a viewer from Apple Podcasts every week to highlight at the beginning of each episode. So please go ahead and head over to Apple Podcasts, leave a five-star review, and write a little Note, unfortunately, we can't leave comments and things on podcasts, but this is my way of being able to connect with you all. You guys are also welcome to send your reviews via DM to the at Lift As We Climb podcast Instagram page. So this week we have Jane 24 and she said, I'm so inspired by Kaylin's unique story and of those who she has found her own inspiration in over the years. Kaylin's passion for her work and accessibility of education is so refreshing, and I can't wait to hear the stories of her guests. I'm excited to hear more. Thank you so much for that comment and for reviewing the podcast. I really appreciate it, and I have a lot of fun episodes coming for you guys, especially this one, so we're going to go ahead and get right into it. (music) Hello, Kelly, and welcome to the podcast. I wanted to give you a second to tell us a little bit about yourself, what you study, where you've come from, and then we're gonna get into the to the nitty gritty of how you got here. So go ahead and introduce yourself.
1: Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Um, it's truly um, an honor to be speaking with you and your viewers. My name is Kelly, as Kaylin said. Um, I am born and raised in Wichita, Kansas, um, to a Kenyan-American family. I am a journalist. Um went just recently graduated from Columbia um University Graduate School of Journalism. Um before that I was at UCLA where I did my undergrad in communication and African American studies. And I just after graduating moved to Atlanta, Georgia. I'm getting ready to start an internship with CNN, so very excited about that and that's kind of where I'm at in this journey.
0: Okay, perfect. So In every episode, I have this segment that I call Past, Present, and Purpose. And so it's gonna be three questions and it's free form. You can just kind of run with your thoughts. And so the first question is who from the past inspires you? How has their legacy played a role in your personal and professional life?
1: Okay, so this person is from the not so distant past, and he's still alive. It's President Obama. Seems like a generic answer, but President Obama has played such a role in my personal and professional life in so many different ways. He's inspired me in more ways than I can um, really explain, and I think the biggest reason being um, go, growing up with my Kenyan American identity, um, I really struggled with myself, um, with my self image, self identity. Being multicultural, I grew up going to predominantly white schools, so I really, I, there was really no one that looked like me where I grew up, or there was just a handful of kids um, who were black who went to my school, so. President Obama, re- through reading his books and just reading about him and um, getting to know more about him, I really, really related to his 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 um, childhood, his experiences. And it was so nice to read his books and, and, and his other pieces because I realized I wasn't alone in my journey. There was somebody else who, who I could relate to and who went through similar um, struggles with identity and made it through. And Um, I really, truly didn't feel alone in that. And then also professionally, obviously, his struggles, and they didn't define him. He was able to achieve incredible things, as we know, um, our first black president. Um, And just through his educational journey, his professional life, him as a husband, like his family life, I just, he's been a huge inspiration to me. So somebody today, I would say is my mom, and I know everybody says their mom, but truly, like my mom has really, really, um, she is like the epitome of a woman to me. She, and not only because of her identity as a woman, but also where she's come from. My mom is from Kenya. She grew up in extreme poverty, worked her butt off in school, and was able to get an opportunity to go to college in Ireland. She studied there, which led her to more opportunities to become a nurse in the United States. She just worked her butt off, started an incredible company that she now runs with her business partner and has been so successful. And to see where she's come from and just to see how hard work can truly get you, make your wildest dreams come true. Both her and President Obama really um, have inspired me that way that people you just work your butt off and you can get wherever you want to go. So um, yeah,
0: I think what I want to just highlight one thing that you said, specifically with Obama, in that you stated that his journey and kind of reading about his his biography, that you felt like you weren't alone, that there was somebody that had gone through this before you, and that you had somebody to look up to. And I think that's really the point of this podcast and something that I want to highlight so another question is what is your why this is something that I ask clients I ask pretty much anybody that I come in contact with is like what is your defining purpose and so do without what you might <laughs>
1: yeah so um as a spiritual person I think that my why always goes back to my um Spirituality, um, especially as a Christian, I would say that my why goes back to my purpose. My why goes back to being like at the end of my life, basically knowing that every single thing, every gift, every talent, every every characteristic, everything that makes me unique, I was able to use that to to do good in the world, to make a positive impact, to be a light to others, to to be a light in a dark place. Um, I use my gifts and talents as a journalist to, to put out meaningful work. Um, and I would say that that is truly my why It's like, I don't, I want to exhaust all of me and just be every single thing and be all of what I believe God created me to be. So that, I would say that that, that goes back to my why. I
0: think that's a beautiful message. So now we're gonna move on to the body of the podcast. I want you to tell the listeners a little bit about how you got to where you are and why you decided to go into uh, into broadcast journalism and kind of how you got here
1: Sure yeah so um as I said I grew up in Kansas and i I started studying journalism in like seventh grade and it was I was always in um Uh, upper level English classes, like honors English. And I writing and things like that came easily to me. Or I mean, maybe not easily, but I had, I mean, I had to work for it, but I enjoyed doing it. So I started studying journalism in seventh grade and studied it all the way up to high school. I was in the, on the yearbook staffs and different things like that. Then I ended up getting an acting scholarship to go to the New York Film Academy. So when I was 18, I was in doing um, entertainment in my city of Wichita, modeling, acting, different things like that. So I got a scholarship to go to the New York Film Academy at 18. Wow. Yeah. So I went there, studied acting for two years, realized that I didn't like, it was more of my passion to tell real stories versus I didn't like the idea of transforming into somebody else and um, taking on a character. I, I like telling real stories. And I still loved performing and entertaining, but I just like telling real stories. So I realized my love was journalism. So I went back to my first love of journalism. Um, got, um, so went back to school and started pursuing that. So I went from, um, got my associate's degree from Los Angeles City College in liberal arts. Then I went to UCLA, where I met you, Kaylin, Um, studied communication and African American studies, Um, worked as a journalist um, for the UCLA Daily Bruin, and then from there, that's where I went to Columbia Journalism School for my master's degree. And so it's been really, my path has been windy, really, really windy, but it's led me here, and now I'm here. You're about to start with CNN, so it's been a it's been a journey, but it's funny how you you go back to what was right in front of you all along, you know like yes. with journalism it was something that was so um it i'd started it when I was so young and I didn't know that my path would lead me back there so
0: I think it's interesting how well i I say this all the time, but I think that the path to what we're meant to be and who we're, who we're meant to be is winding and it doesn't have a linear direction. It's not, it's not a building block. It's just, it's a complete maze. And I think what's so interesting about your story is that you found that you actually wanted to pivot back to the thing that you were passionate about as a child. And I think that's, I think that's really incredible because I think that we're always, as especially as millennials, we're taught to kind of, keep searching for what we're passionate about and explore all your options and there's so many options out there and i think that we actually would do best to kind of look back into ourselves and kind of look back into what our root passions are and i think that your your story is a perfect example of that so i wanted to i wanted to quickly touch on on what's kind of going on at the moment so given the current social and political climate with the Black Lives Matter movement and the protests going on throughout our country. I wanted to ask about your opinion on how the news is handling these and covering these events, especially given your desire to become a broadcast journalist and that you are a Black woman who is very well in touch with her community. And so I just kind of wanted to ask what your thoughts are on what's going on, how the news is covering it, and also how you're kind of processing what's going on.
1: Yeah, um, I guess I can start by saying that I have not, I have not watched more than five, probably six seconds of the um, George Floyd video, and that is because I literally could not watch it. I physically, I mentally, in all er- emotionally, I could not watch it. Just the thought of that is so extremely heartbreaking um the thought that my brother or my my cousins or the thought that that just like you see George Floyd and you see your family members and see and you you can say like oh my gosh what if that were my brother what if that were my cousin like I my heart breaks for their fam for his family I can only imagine like so I have not watched the video I can't watch it Um, and it's processing it is just so, it, it makes you look in the mirror in the morning and just be like, wow. Like, so it makes you, you just question, like even looking around, driving out, right. Driving outside, um, walking down the street, like, do people really look at my community that way? Do you really look at my community and really think that, that our men and women are that much of a threat, like it's just it's bizarre. It, it's I can't even tell you like the um, em- emotions and just how difficult it is to process these things. And it and it and it's it makes it so much more um, important to practice self love as Black people, Black and Brown people. It makes it so much more. Um, critical and crucial. I realized like I need to practice self-love more than ever right now. Like I'm rocking my natural hair right now. I do not Kaylin, you got viewers can't see this. But thank you. <laughs> Even as 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 it comes to ha- my hair, like my natural hair as it comes out of my head. I'm practicing self-love right now. I've I by by accepting all of myself and you know, I've just realized I don't think it's a coincidence that I've I'm on this journey, and so many Black people are on this journey of self acceptance when it comes to wearing our natural hair, or wearing um, traditionally, um, let's say, African um, cloth or kente cloth, and different things like that. Really embracing where we come from and in our in our natural in our natural beauty, truly like it's all a process. Like we've got to learn to love and accept ourselves as Black people, um, even if. Our country is still struggling to do the same. Certain people, a certain you know, certain people in our country are still um, are not loving and accepting us. We've got to love and accept ourselves. So, um, yeah, that was just kind of how I'm processing it. But um, the way the media has been covering it, I would say, as a journalist, I've been I've been pleased. I've been a little bit shocked. Um, I've I've see I see a shift, the way I've seen certain um, certain journalists like the break. I just saw an interview with the Breakfast Club and Rush Limbaugh. I'm not sure if you saw that. The Breakfast Club, this liberal, you know, um, staple of in the black community, this radio show, um, speaking with conservative um, radio host Rush Limbaugh, having these tough conversations about what is white privilege? And is it a thing? And which I thought was really, was really, really great. Um, that's something I had never seen before. I never thought the Breakfast Club and Rush Limbaugh would be having a conversation. So it's been kind of surprising for me as a, um, as a journalist to see these things happening in our industry, which I think is great. Um, I also recently watched, um, Don Lemon, um, call out certain, um, names in Hollywood and asking, where are you guys? Like, let's hear you guys speak out about, about what's going on with George Floyd. And I, I, um, he, you know, named people on air. And so I thought that that was really great as well. I'm, I'm seeing, I'm seeing people, um, going outside of the, I'm seeing journalists go outside of the box and really, um, use their platforms to, to really speak out in different ways. So, I mean, I've been, I've been, It's been interesting to watch what's been going on. Um, I've been pleasantly surprised about the different conversations I've been seeing, um, but I still realize there's a long way to go.
0: Absolutely. So thank you so much for for talking about that and for kind of highlighting your experience with what's going on. I think that it's so important to kind of use any platform that has a viewership or a listenership to discuss what's going on. And so I, I wanted to thank you for for talking on these issues and kind of highlighting your experiences and your opinions, because I really appreciate it. So this question kind of connects with the with the what is your why? But what would you say is your passion project? And I want you to tell us a little bit about your nonprofit organization. I remember you t- talking to me about it back when we were at UCLA, and just the, the amount of passion that you have for your work. And so I just, I wanted to to kind of highlight that and have you have you speak about kind of the origins of your foundation and and all of those things.
1: Yeah, so um, I run a five hundred one c three. It's called Kelly W Davis Running International Foundation, um, and it's a nonprofit that works and um, fights against female genital mutilation and early marriage in Kenya, and for just. In a nutshell, female genital mutilation. It sounds it's a very wordy um, name, but it's female circumcision. Basically, it's like a tribal tradition in in Kenya, especially um, my in my tribe in the area where my family's from. um, A lot, some people practice it. So, um, basically, we've been working with since we started in two thousand and fourteen. We've been working with girls and women there in Kenya. Um, and basically that is my absolute passion project, um, all the time, 24, seven. Um, it's basically the way we, we do our work is, um, we have like a few different components. We fund education for needy girls in Kenya. We just finished, um, putting one of our girls, Patricia through school. She graduates this year. So we just... We just, were finishing her, um, her high school. In Kenya, a lot of girls go to boarding schools. So we just, we, we pay for her school fees every single year. Um, she's about to graduate, we're so excited. And we build toilets. We've built toilets for a girls' school in Kenya. Um, we provide a year's worth of sanitary pads, which are pads for a girls' school in Kenya as well. Um, and to do all this, every year, we host a big gala in Wichita, Kansas. Um, and the, the gala funds our projects and it's a really fun, fancy event that we, you come and get dressed up and experience, um, nice Kenyan food and it's, it's dance and have a good time all for a great cause. So, um, I see, I started in 2014 and the foundation has just grown and grown we've been able to do more things and, um, and more things and I, it's just such a blessing, you know, I didn't. Back in 2014, when we were starting, I didn't realize it was gonna. We were gonna. It was gonna um, get as big as it was. And I don't think I really truly knew what I was embarking on back then. But now, being here and and seeing where we've been able to come and the work we've been able to do in Kenya, it's it's been awesome. It's been so rewarding. Um, I hope to do more. I'm excited about the future, um, and especially now that I've graduated from. And mind you. I'm like doing this while in college for the past a million years. So <laughs> so, so, now that I've graduated and um, I am excited to put more focus on my foundation as well and, and keep going with it and make as big of an impact as I can in Kenya and abroad. Yeah everywhere
0: so kind of speaking on that and the future of your of your foundation what do you what do you hope to do in the future um, how do you hope to kind of use your foundation to make a to make a more significant impact
1: yeah um we're definitely looking at um more building projects um building toilets um funding education for more girls that's what we're hoping to grow in that way Um, I would also say my, my, my goal right now, um, my big goal for my foundation would be to build like a shelter, a rescue shelter. That would be my, um, that's where my, my eyes are on right now to build a rescue shelter for, for girls in Kenya who are, who have escaped or escaped early marriage or, um, who've been rescued from, from, from these situations. So that's my that's my, um, that's my goal. And I would say just continuing the work we're doing, doubling and even going outside of Kenya. Um, that's another huge goal of mine is to be able to work outside of Kenya and other African countries and even go as far and go even out of Africa into other continents. That would be my, my goal is just to push it, expand our territory, expand the work that we're doing Um, and I understand in different countries, there'll be different needs to be able to meet those different needs, um, based on the, the location that we're at and just to really expand the foundation. That's what, yeah, what I can see.
0: Excellent. And how can people support your organization? Like how can they, can they donate? Is there, are there other ways that people can kind of help participate in supporting your foundation?
1: Yeah. So our, um, website is runninginternational.org just like it's spelled running running international.org um, and you can donate there to towards any of our projects there's just one donate but, button for everything um, so you could do that and then always thoughts and prayers um, for the work that we're doing are very very helpful so um, yeah that's how you can donate or end and or pray <laughs>
0: okay excellent well I will put some of this information down. I'll put all the information down in the show notes afterward. So if you guys want to contribute and you guys want to look a little bit more into what Kelly's organization is doing in Kenya, then you can check that out down below. But now we're going to move on to the next question, which was how does your passion project connect with your aspirations of becoming a broadcast journalist?
1: Yeah. So I've always hoped to um, use my passion for journalism in, Find a way to um to kind of connect both my foundation and my passion for journalism. Um, what I can see is I would love to do. I've I have quite a bit of through the journalism Columbia Journalism School and my own personal um projects. I have quite a bit of experience behind the camera as well, so I would love to do documentary work. Um, film some of the stuff that we do. Um, I w- I would love 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 to film some of the um some of the experiences of the, the girls that we work with, that would be how I can, I can combine both of those things. So um, hopefully you'll see that in the near future. Um, I'd love to bring a camera, boots on the ground with me in Kenya and, and film some of the stuff. I think it would be pretty interesting.
0: So if you could choose any other career, what would it be and why?
1: I knew this question so fast a hairstylist I love doing hair like I'm not in any way shape or form talent to add it I'm I mean I'm learning how like I told you I'm working with my natural hair right now I'm learning how it's been fun to kind of um learn how to experiment with my own hair and do my own hair but um I've always really really loved um just playing with people's hair and I just think nails, I think hair stylists are so glamorous. Like I love, I just love hair. (laughs) So I always thought it was just the coolest thing in the world. People who could do hair. So yeah.
0: You'd be the next generation of Madam C.J. Walker.
1: (laughs) Right? I just watched that documentary on, um, not documentary, that limited series. Did you see that?
0: Yep. So uh, where do you see yourself in a year from now? I want to kind of talk about like what your what your future plans are.
1: As I said, I just settled into Atlanta. So where I see myself in a year is having settled into a um, a position, a full time kind of stable to, uh, position in journalism um, with a company that I that is in line with my goals and um, kind of on track with where I see my, myself as a journalist um, in years to come. So right now, um, we shall see. Like, um, I'm getting ready to start a position with CNN, and so we'll see how that goes. Um, and that's my hope for right now, is just settling in with a company that will help me grow and I can grow into um, everything I, I see for myself um, down the line. Um, so that's what my hope is right now.
0: Excellent. And then I want to talk a little bit about the best piece of advice you ever received. I think that this is such an important question, because I think that everybody kind of ties themselves to a particular memory of something that someone said to them once. And that's always been kind of part of their mission. So I wanted to, to ask, what was the best piece of advice you ever received?
1: I love questions like this. Um, the best piece of advice I've ever received would probably be um, sentiments that, that that express the idea of authenticity is admirable. I think authenticity is something that is so, it can be scary today, especially in our generation, um, where it's just so cool to be cool it's so cool to be trendy especially on social media and other platforms it's just it's just being trendy and being you know knowing how to you know which emojis to use which caption how to caption your, your photos and different things like that like it's so there's such a temptation just to blend and just to be a part of the trend and what's going on but like true authenticity I've always thought was so so people who are truly authentic to who they are, I think that can be so scary. Um, it sounds scary, and to, to actually walk in that authenticity I think can be even scarier, but I can't imagine how liberating it also is. So I would say that my best, uh, the best advice that I have received is that, is just um, to be who you are and just not try to blend in truly be the unique individual that you were created to be um that has helped me a lot and that has helped me even going back to what I said about at the beginning identity issues and not fitting in not feeling like I fit in not looking like the people around me authenticity celebrating authenticity is what really helped me to be accept who I am and all of my differences
0: So I know this question isn't on the list, but kind of going off of this discussion of authenticity, who is the authentic Kelly Davis? Like how do you identify yourself?
1: Yeah, Um, I would say the authentic me is super like cheery and some people can, I'm a, I'm pretty a natural, I'm a naturally very optimistic kind of cheery, uh, happy person and I used to think that that would come off as annoying. I used to be like oh you're you need to chill like you're too you're too up like nobody wants to be around oh my gosh hey what's up you know like nobody wants to be around that all the time. You need to show a little bit of some other emotions like I had one um, manager asked me do you ever get mad and she said that in a way of I guess because that's at work, maybe I I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't let things get to me very often. Um, but that's truly who I am. And I used to be ashamed of that almost and feel like I need to be more serious and, um, kind of blend a little bit better. But me being myself, if I'm, I realize that's a, that's one of my gifts is I can be, I've always wanted, because I want to be a light in a dark place, I realize the fact that I'm a cheerful person if people think it's annoying okay whatever you know what I mean like but I understand that my light will be a light to to somebody who needs it so
0: well I just I remember meeting you in Gillian Leiden's class (laughs) and I think I can't remember if I can't remember if you were the first one to say something but I just remember I like would show up to class early every single week Cause I wanted to talk to you because I was like, Oh, there's this girl in the class that's like really cheerful and whatnot. And like, you always just made class fun, especially cause it was, it was kind of a dry lecture <laughs> at times. <laughs> and yeah, no, I just, I, I think that that being part of your personality and I think like being authentically you draws the right people towards you and i think that ultimately in being authentic you then in turn surround yourself by other people that are authentically themselves and who are gravitating towards your type of personality and the things that you care about so i think that that's very admirable and i just i just think it's wonderful i think that the work that you're doing is so important but also just like who you are is important
1: Oh, thank you so much, Kaelin. Thank you so much. We were like instant friends. And I'm I'm yeah, I'm was. grateful. I'm grateful for our friendship, even though we've 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 like, you know, went so our journeys have been so different but even, but still the same in such so many ways. So it's yeah, I'm grateful for your friendship.
0: Thank you. So I wanna talk a little bit about what do you want your legacy to be and how do you lift as you climb? How do you hope to inspire others?
1: Yeah. Um, I think kind of back to what I said about authenticity kind of ties into this. Um, I guess I, I hope as far as how I want to inspire others, um, I guess that kind of goes back to being that light in a dark place. Um, if, if somebody, if we're all working and everybody is, maybe let's say I'm at work and everybody is, we're, we're all dealing with a tough deadline and everybody's stressed being that light and being maybe that one reassuring voice that everything's going to be okay. We're going to get it done. Um, let's just relax everybody. We can do it. Um, that is how I hope to inspire others is through my work whether in the workplace, whether it be, um, with the cashier woman complimenting her manicure or whatever, like that, that, to me, is how I think I can just inspire others and um, be, as I've said for the third time, a light in a dark place. Um, and my as far as my legacy, I would say I hope to... I want my work, with both in journalism and my foundation, to be my legacy. I want to have... Touched and impacted, positively impacted as many people as I can through my foundation and my journalism work. Um, but specifically my foundation, that's um, huge for me. And um, especially those who are less fortunate in specific instances. For example, we're working with female genital mutilation and people who've experienced that in early marriage. That's a very specific group of people that have specific needs. So I hope to help as many people as I can, um, both in Kenya and around the world.
0: Excellent. All right. So we've now come to the end of the podcast and I wanted to give you this time to give yourself a quick shout out and to tell people where to find you. And, and then we'll, then we'll wrap up.
1: Sure. So, um, you can find me, um, Kelly Y. Rimo Davis. This sounds really long and confusing and wordy but it's just kelly and then i'm gonna spell it because it's complicated w-a-i-r-i-m-u davis so on all social platforms actually on twitter my um twitter name is kelly davis news so kelly davis news on twitter everything else kelly y davis and yeah find me there and just shout out and i would love to speak with you
0: Excellent. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. This was wonderful. It just felt like we just had a nice, just fun conversation among friends. So I really appreciate you being on and I can't wait for people to hear this episode. I think it's, it's really going to be inspiring for people. So thank you.
1: Thank you, Kaylin. And I think what you're doing is awesome as well. You've always really, really inspired me. I have to say that with just your work, your, your dedication, especially like academically, what you've been able to do um, at Oxford, now going to Yale, like such an inspiration. Um, and like, yeah, that's I mean. You are truly one of those people that inspires me and you're a testament of hard work pays off. Like I remember how clean your notes were in class. Like you were such a like star student <laughs> And you pushed me to be that. We were, we both, we related on that way. You pushed me to be be like the best student I could be. And so now it's just awesome to see everything you're doing because it just really all goes full circle.
0: Thank you so much. I really appreciate that. All right, everyone. So that is the end of this episode. And we will catch you next week. Thank you. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Lift as We Climb podcast. I apologize for some of the audio issues throughout. I am still trying to figure out how to record virtually and on two different microphones. So stick with it. I am going to figure it out eventually. Thank you guys so much for sticking around to the end. If you guys enjoyed this one, please leave the podcast a review on Apple podcast or shoot me a message on Instagram at lift as we climb podcast. And also please share that you're listening on your Instagram stories or anywhere on social media. I really love being able to see that you guys are listening along and let me know what you guys thought about the episode. Thank you all and I will see you guys next week.